let me tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show, so we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. I lost something today, and it's thrown off my entire day. I am very frustrated. Oh, no. Literally had it walking out of the door. Yeah. Uh, I loaded some recycling into my car because, as you all know, uh, some a-hole rolled my recycling bin out of the street the week of the freeze and into my little kind of driveway. So they didn't pick up my recycling, so I've had full recycling. It's windy today, so I can't stuff it in there. So I had to load in recycling. I get in my car. Something's missing. I'm already running behind. But if I leave right there and and there, I make it to work on time. I'm here for the start of the show. But no, I had to find this. I had to retrace my steps inside. I had to check all my pockets. I had to check. I can't. What is it about losing something? Even I had my phone and keys so I can get to work Did you and just, I can get in the building. Do you remember like literally just having what it was you missed? Or, I literally or, had it. Okay. So it was like in your hand and then it something happened. It Oh. It was your dumb. Uh, no, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it's embarrassing. To I would have known. It was a nicotine device that I have been uh, using. Oh, a little, uh, little to views. satiate my uh, addiction. Yeah. Okay. That sucks. So, yeah, not it's only one of those, did you lose stupid e vapes. Yeah. Not only did you lose it, but you feel like you need it too for the, uh, the nick. Yeah. And now there are kids walking home from school in the path along the street by my house and they might find it and use it and abuse it. And those things are bad. Yeah. Those are very bad. But it's not just what it is because obviously the nicotine makes it worse to where I'm like, oh, I need this. I want it. I'm craving yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to see you fidgeting a little bit. Okay, yeah, that makes very, sense. Well, but losing something frustrates me. I, I cannot stop. When I lose something, there's the element of anger at yourself, but then there's the element of finding it. Do you remember the day where I went on the treasure hunt at the station? Yes. I didn't give a GD about the money. I wanted to find something. Yeah. And now I have this great mystery of where is my my jewel. So you're going to obsess about that all day? Uh, yes. we got to just go buy you a new one. No, I'll, I'll that's go. not the same. It doesn't matter. I want to find where this one went. Sure. Where did it go? Sure. Where it's gone. Uh, it's like Cotton Eye Joe. My best advice is to stop looking for it. That's when they normally show up, things you've lost. Very true. And you'll start, like, you'll be scratching your, like, chest one day after putting on a new shirt. And so all of a sudden, stop, it's been in there because so of the laundry saying, or something. Oh, it could be in my pants. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying if I stop worrying about it, stop caring, stop looking for it, my ex-girlfriend will come back to me. Yeah, pretend like you don't care. Okay, yeah. good job. Yeah. The United States joins the global community. This day in history, the United States worked to join the global community by first deciding to go to war. Kind of, sort of-ish. On this day in history, <laughs> February 15th, 1898, the USS Maine exploded in Cuba's Havana Harbor. Uh, the Maine was a uh, ship reconverted uh, to kind of sort of a warship. It was about 6,000 tons, cost $2 million at the time, and it was down there, well, it was kind of for a friendly visit, but was sort of uh, a show of force at the time. Uh, sure, the uh, sure. native Cubans were rebelling against and fighting a hell of a rebellion against Spanish rule. Uh, Spain had uh, just sent a new uh a new either military general or governor i'm speaking on my ass here oh yeah uh, it was a lot more oppressive he basically uh cut cuba into territories into grids and you could not cross from one grid to another he really tried to break him up he was wow. a hard line dude that's very berlin wallish 
Uh, Spain at this time was also struggling to, uh, as a country in whole, they were struggling to maintain their overseas colonies. Uh, they were struggling domestically. There was a lot of infighting. And the United States, on the other hand, was an up-and-coming nation. And at this time, there was a big thing in our country about expansionism, about having colonies, about having uh, places overseas, which we mm, were yeah. very against initially. Imperialism, because, yeah, that's what the we Brits were, were trying to do to us. We you know? were anti-imperialist, but we found a way to slowly start justifying it to ourselves why we were going to be more of a protectorate. Point being, there were a lot of imperialists. There were a lot of uh, warmongers in in our nation, if you look back around this time, uh, the late 1800s, early 1900s in the United States, uh, it's very similar to the around the 2000s in the United States with a lot of the political rhetoric, uh, rhetoric, uh, the the warmongers, the expansionistic ideals, and the, the territorial fear of outsiders. Yeah, the anti-immigration people. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt being one of those. That dude was, uh, we love him as a president, but he was he was kind of a piece of crap around this time. Sure. Uh, anyhow, the boat exploded in uh, Cuba's harbor, in the uh, Havana Harbor, the USS Maine, and boy, oh boy, did uh, yellow journalism, have you heard, uh, played a big part in it, and the Americans uh, were decided that we had to intervene yeah. on Cuba's behalf because we had now officially been attacked. This is one of the first uh-huh. major false flag incidents uh, to be discussed in history uh, because this led to the outbreak of the Spanish-American War in April of 1898, which Jeez. we had wanted to participate in, and we were excited to to. Show how we could handle our might on the world stage. Just send Uh, some of our people to go die. Not easy at first, but we did eventually decisively defeat the Spanish on land and in sea because they were having a hell of a time uh, globally at that point. But uh, we got several uh, former Spanish possessions at the time that uh, some of them are still our possessions. Puerto Rico, Guam, the Philippines, all that. Because of this act of sabotage, or just could have been an accident, uh, USS Maine exploding on this day in history, 1898. Everything's bigger in Texas, including our new HEB. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. That sounded like an ad, didn't it? It did, it did a little bit, but that's okay. You actually have a good voice for I that. I use my yeah. ad voice. Nobody hires me for ads. Hire me for ads. I have a good ad voice. So, anyways, okay. I got to tell real. you about this H-E-B. Uh, not because I'm going to pay for H-E-B, it. That's my H-E-B, Emily. It's my H-E-B. Okay. Okay. Um, Siri voice H-E-B off. H-E-B commented <laughs> on my Instagram. Really? On the show's Instagram. What did, yeah. what did, what did they say? They said, I only have rib eyes for you because I, I did the heart. See, and this is why us Texans love H-E-B is because they're just even it's a, it's just a stupid grocery store, but it's <laughs> our stupid grocery and store. And it's great. They do wonderful things. Yes, um, including they are setting some uh, some new limits for, I guess, our Austin area H-E-B locations because uh, today the new H-E-B on Lake Austin is open. And if you don't know what this one is, they have been trying to build this gigantic monster for about three years now. And if it's if it's H-E-B Lake Austin, that's a rich person's H-E-B. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Whereas and, I'm used to Runberg H-E-B. Oh, it's Hell very yeah. different. Yeah. Um, because of COVID, it took a while for, for them to open this H-E-B. But it is 97,000 square feet. Damn. 
and it is the first two-story HEB. And uh, I was talking to Evan in promotions over here in the office, and they actually all went on a little field trip to go look at the <laughs> HEB. I, I thought yeah. we should do we should do that. I'm I just know. Thinking that. I need to go. I want to go look at it. Um, and evidently, the there's like a escalator for you, and then there's an escalator for your cart. So Dude, so it's like cart. the old, it's like a Macy's in the mall. Yes, yes, it's so cool. But a cart escalator, that's awesome. Um, and it has it has everything that you normally would get in an HEB. Evan in promotions actually said that the wall of uh, yogurts is incredibly impressive. They just have hundreds and hundreds of yogurts. Oh, yes, of course. Like a giant yogurt <laughs> wall. Um, they have, they claim that they have like one of the biggest selections of wines, uh, oh, they sure. have a they have a bar. HEB already has a decent selection of wine, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, they um, have a bar there, so you can sit what? and you can drink at HEB. Oh yeah, kind of like the I Mueller do one. That. Uh-huh. I've never been drunk Damn. at HEB. Uh-huh. Just as I was saying, like, oh man, this is weird for social cues. I see it all over the internet. I the told two story you. HEB on Lake Austin. It's everywhere right now in the Austin area. It has. It also features the a true Texas barbecue restaurant. Mm. South Just like Flo- the Long Slaughter. Nice. Slaughter. nice. South Flow Pizza Restaurant. Yes. And a coffee shop that will also sell tacos. Huh. Um, and it has all the same departments. And I guess there's also like a pharmacy. And the drive through for the pharmacy is in a uh, parking garage for, or something. I don't know. That's what somebody described this to me. Huh. I haven't actually been there yet because it just opened. Ooh, we need to do some field research. The parking garage grocery stores are very weird to me. Like, I've. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I just, I it just them. feels foreign to me, especially in such a big state like Texas. In where Texas, it's weird. So, everything yeah. has a parking lot unless the you're downtown. First but. one I remember going to was visiting a friend in Denver, and then when we were in New York City, it's very normal because there's not a big parking lot space. Mm-hmm. But you go into a parking garage below, and then the grocery stores above it, and it's just I mean, so bizarre. That's how Trader Joe's is downtown. I like going yeah, to that one. The uh, the Whole Foods downtown too. I think. Yeah, uh, I think that's what they're trying to compete with. H E B. Um, they also have these giant windows for the structure so you can see over Lake Austin and just sit down and have an experience. And I love this. When I go to... You can see the bodies piling up from the <laughs> Lake Austin siren. Oh not a thing. God. I told you, it's not a thing. It's a serial it's killer. Not we a have thing. The Lake There's Austin no siren. evidence of that yet. There's no... Stop spreading fake the news. The bodies are the evidence. CJ oh wants to be the killer. I don't want to be the killer. You you want to be in a lineup where somebody's like, which one is the killer? All I want to do is be like on the Wikipedia page 10 years down the road. Yeah. It'll say, the Lake Austin Siren serial killer killed 20 men between 2017 and 2028. Uh, Twenty-eight. The the nickname Lake Austin Siren was coined by former disc jockey C.J. Morgan. That's all. I just want that. That's all you want. That I coined the the term for the serial killer. Maybe if you just hang around this H.E.B. long enough, you could probably find him and see him. Uh, Or her. her. That's why it's the siren. Yes. Guiding men to the the ship. They have beautiful lookout windows at this H.E.B. Who would have thought that it was a lookout point? Secretly, oh, and man. not just a grocery store. I kind of want to go and get trashed at H E B now. I, I kind of exactly. do too. I walk I, around and buy stuff. I know, and I mean, that's groceries. That's what I was thinking. Sometimes going to H E B is just overwhelming, and right. I know this yeah. is going to be crazy because it's giant. Everybody's going to be going there, whatever. But the thought of 
going and being like, you know what? Let me have some lunch first. Yeah. Sit down, eat some lunch, Take write out easy. my grocery list have while I'm beer. there. Have a beer. Or a you cocktail. Know, a cocktail. Walk around, get all of my groceries, and then and then leave and be like fully full mm. and have all of the things that I need. Uh, it's right off of Mopac, so it's only about 10 minutes away from me, which... Damn, it's so exciting. it's in super rich area. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me, the super yeah. rich one. Oh, of the show. Of you have an HEV that you can climb down a, a precarious hill with <laughs> a rope on it. I live a three-minute walk away from my HEV, so, but I want to try this fancy HEV. Oh, man. Yeah. Your HEV is going to get jealous. <laughs> I, well, my HEV... I, I live in the Jewish community H-E-B, which means mm-hmm. that we have a bodega, and that's really cool. See, oh, I have, cool. Uh, my two yeah. H-E-B, mine used to be the uh, 35 Palmer H-E-B, which mm-hmm. is a very family normal H-E-B. My two are completely opposite. I have Runberg H-E-B, where they still have armed security patrolling, yep. Yep. and then I have Miller H-E-B, which is like hipster, young, oh, that one's fancy. Austin Family mm-hmm. Central. My Both H-E-B. have their own great things I like about them. My H-E-B got a lot of protesters during COVID, so it's, it's very close to Are Williamson County. Are you Mopac Farmer? No. I-35, Pflugerville area, sort of, just south of Round Rock, so. Okay, the one You get a bunch of them protesters, a big trail. Yeah. Oh, we used to. You're the one that across the highway, they used to sell the bonsai trees. I know that yeah. H-E-B well. Yeah, I, I I think that bonsai dude shows up every once in a while okay. still. It's pretty yeah. cool. Well, <laughs> nothing will beat my kosher H-E-B, so take that, Lake Austin. Do you have kosher delis? No kids zone. It's the parent pickup with Matt Bearden, and man, there is a fight on a uh, Dallas restaurant's Facebook page. I'm really? wondering if this is what we're getting into. Uh, yeah, they said no kids, but the the weird irony of it, not irony, I don't know, I'm using that word incorrectly, but it's a, it's a spaghetti place, and all the imagery on the place's website is very like, spaghetti, goofy kid, and it's like, really, you're the place to say no kids? Well, this isn't, this, I haven't seen that one. I am reading about a New Jersey restaurant, though, that just said, any kid, 10 and under, banned. No young kids. You can have no a little kiddos. older kids, but no young okay. kids. I'm and I'm wondering, in this parent pickup, I wanted to have the discussion with you guys because neither of you have kids. Now, I know, uh, CJ, you have dogs, which is kind of like having kids. Kind of kids, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the, the idea of no kids in restaurants? I think we had a discussion with Emily last week or the week before where we, I don't know, I just sort of made a little quip that sounds sort of unsympathetic toward parents. Because I don't want to be around crappy kids. Sure, I get it. Uh, but if they're well behaved, bring them along. If they're just chilling, if they're eating, they're coloring or whatever at a restaurant. So I have a weird mixed feelings about it. Because mixed I'm like, feelings, okay. Um, and CJ, I would prefer it, but kids- yeah, I would. I would rather. Um, I know when I'm going to be around kids or not. If I go to the Alamo Draft House to see. Ant-Man at noon, it's probably kid-friendly screening, and that's on me. Right. If I go to Perry's Steakhouse at 8.30 p.m., I should not have to be around kids. You feel about kids the same way I probably feel about stand-up. And I'm someone who is a stand-up comic. It's it's pay. It bought me a house. Couple. Couple. I don't want to brag, but a couple (laughs) of houses. And the thing is, even as someone who loves stand-up comedy, I hate when I go to a bar and all of a sudden they're like, uh, excuse me, everybody, we're getting ready to start our stand-up comedy show that you didn't know about. And I'll I'm like, leave. I was I'll like, leave. I, you should have let me know before I got here. Yeah, and I, I so. have kids. I will tell you that I take my kids to restaurants, uh, but not 
after 6.30. I don't like, we try to be out. And right now, my kids are getting older now. But when they were younger and make noise and yell out or whatever, yeah. try to get out of there early. Here's something I want to add to this. A woman in Australia is calling for the development. Because of Dingo Ada Baby. No, kid-free neighborhoods. She what? wants the neighborhood to be kid. She's like, I don't want to live in a neighborhood where they, when I try to, try to drive through the neighborhood, there are a bunch of kids running around. Yeah, they, uh, have, they have those uh, in New Braunfels. They're called uh, 60 and over yeah. retirement yeah. communities. Well, you know that legally the only way in the U.S. that you can have a child-free, you can start a charter in your neighborhood. You have to have, though, at least one person in the house, or 80% of the houses have to have at least one person who's 65 and over, and then you have to say that the cutoff is 55 and over, but you can't say child-free for 20 and over. Now, is this because the elderly famously run into things with their cars, or is it because they just (laughs) hate kids? Well, it's because kids are always on their lawn and throwing Frisbees on the roof. Now, this is anecdotal for me, but I live in a neighborhood that has several families, and I'm constantly amazed by how, I guess, not street and all, you know, but the kids know how to play in the street. They know when they see a car coming, they move the F out of the way. Yeah. They're, They're very well, like, their parents have taught them very well. Oh, oh, I really yeah, appreciate my neighbor, that. My neighborhood well, kids look up and they kids. see a Sasquatch. And they're like, we <laughs> yeah. got to get out of the way. It's a Bigfoot. I live in a neighborhood with uh, several families that have kids that all live in one house. Uh, so we're, oh, we're a kid-heavy neighborhood. It's like a small it, school in there. It never bothers me to have kids in the neighborhood. I think it's a big part of what a neighborhood is. It would be weird to not have kids running around on their bikes going play because I think that's that's uh, that's also just an element of what yeah. makes it a neighborhood I, I, I and a community. One of the problems we all have and even parents can agree with is that uh, nobody I think really minds a very well-mannered good kid. Yeah. And the problem is is the the parents who have the unruly kids, a lot of times the unruly kids are that way because the parents don't seem to care. Yeah, or, you yeah. know, because, you know, when I would go to a restaurant, I can look around and I see a bunch of other parents just like me who are feverishly trying to feed their kids on a Friday because they want to have kind of a semi-date with their spouse. But they're looking at their watches and at 630, it empties out because it's like, hey, we've got to get, this is the kid, the kid's grotto time and now it's over. People are going to come here on dates. we got to get out of here. I've also been to restaurants with my wife, very nice restaurants, where a kid is flinging a roll with their uh, fork, and the I'm same, like, why, it's the same why, as why is this happening? Too. A lot of, uh, like, I get it out of young parents, out of necessity, I can't afford a babysitter, it's very expensive, yeah. uh, being like, I want to go and eat, but i got to take my kid. I get that. What I don't get, same with animals. Sometimes you got a dog, you don't want to leave it at home, you've been at work all week, I'm going to take my dog with me to the restaurant. But like, the people that think they have to take their kid and their dog everywhere yeah. just because they can, because it's their it's their little trinket, it's their little extra thing. It's like, girl, like, get that dog out of Walmart. Yeah, What's but now, you guys here? don't mind when I take my emotional support peacock to Perry's, do you? That's a better Good. one. Yeah, thank you. Grew up around peacocks. <laughs> Kind of. 101X. It's the CJ Morgan Show. Fantasy role playing and dining is coming to Austin, and you can actually attend it this time. I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! That's right. If you uh, enjoy dinner theater, uh, there's a fun new role-playing experience that has already been in Austin. Uh, it is called Tiny 
Minotaur Tavern. Uh, they're looking for a permanent space that should be opening in spring of 2023. Sweet. So very soon. Later this year. Uh, cool, Spencer, man. you said this kind of existed as a, I think so. a little speakeasy kind of secret. I remember reading about it maybe a year or so ago and probably a similar publication. I think we're reading this on Eater, Austin. Because uh, it was like this unique little location. Now, you had to sort of know someone who knew someone. is almost like a... I think it was almost like, you know, a proper speakeasy where you sort of need to know a password. Kind of like the ones that, you the needed, secret Austin comedy speakeasy. Sure. Yeah. I think. I don't know. So you needed to, uh, but you did need to make appointments essentially ahead of time. It's a little small space. I think it could only fit up to maybe two parties or in most maybe 30 people in the location. I went to but a speakeasy once and they had uh, dice games and a scorpion. Nice. And I really? knew I was not cool enough to be there. Wow. What was that scorpion doing? I don't know, man. Were Probably they fighting it against other scorpions? It was just one scorpion. No, it was no, no, pretty it was just rad. hanging out in the dice game. I like that. I don't. That's super exciting to me. I don't know why. That's <laughs> yeah. a good way to get killed. Anyway, there was, a, I forget the woman's name. I think she's in that article you're probably about to mention, but she uh, role-played like an orc character as a bartender. Abby Jane. Thank you. And they'd have you come in, and you'd sort of role-play as your own little... It's almost like Dungeons & Dragons, but they can give you quests and stuff, and you have some mead and things like that, other drinks, and they'll give you a certain amount of these, like, you know, tokens, fake coins to sort of play around and do stuff with some of the other people there. I'm not sure how... It was a very small sort of attraction, but... Uh, she was talking about how, I don't know, it was a lot of fun. I think it was a, specifically an interview with her, the orc madam herself. That sounds cool. It says the newer tiny minotaur will offer a forever home for gameplay, workshops, and planned food truck on East Caesar Chavez Street huh. in the Holly neighborhood. They're going to have uh, uh, stuff from uh, Abby Jane Bake Shop Breads and Central Machine Works Beer. So it looks like it's going to uh, be pretty cool. Uh, the, actual, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Abby Jane's, uh, it's actually the creator and founder is Dana McKnight. Okay, uh, yes, that sounds And she said it's going to bring a new exciting age of nerdery. That's right up my alley. Yeah, dude. Uh, and you I like, like it this. because Let's go. it Let's feels go. like I can leave. The problem that my fiance and I both find with this sort of stuff is I was a theater kid. She taught improv. It's hard to get around people when they're playing characters. I love going to Ren Fairs, but it gets a little annoying. I don't yeah. want to be touched. I don't want to be talked to. I don't like haunted houses. And my friend, when we were in Vegas last weekend, they were like, oh, uh, we need to go to Excalibur and do the Feast of Champions. People are always trying to get me to do that, where you watch the jousting and tournament. And I'm like, no. It's 50 bucks for a plate. Well, plus they're not I, paying attention to you, CJ. No, it's not even about that. I can't sit there that. It's two hours long, Oof. and I'm eating, like, bad food. I don't want to go. <laughs> I, I, You're I have eating about, era-appropriate crap food. <laughs> I have about 20 minutes of something before I have to go. Movie Going to movies is hard. Yeah. I can't. Ugh, no, I need to get up and be able to leave at any point in time. Yeah, I've noticed anytime we do hang out, you literally get up after 15 minutes or so. And I have to always go have find, to go. You gotta yeah. find something to do. My fiance says I'm a mission boy. I mean, yeah. I can't sit still. Can't do it. Yeah, and yeah. now that I'm now that I've started using smokeless tobacco, not chewing, but, but electronic vape. Now that I vape, bro, you can't vape anywhere. So I need to go outside to vape. How yeah. vape? That's perfect. Okay, vape. Anyhow, uh, very excited. Uh, look up Tiny Minotaur Tavern for more details. And as soon as they open, Spencer and I, damn sure, will be going there. Spencer, yeah. now here's the deal. Let's do a quick quest, though. A little fifteen a to quest. twenty minute. Quest. I'm going to do a quest. Yeah. If you hang out with me, though, unlike my friends who won't wear my armor and swords, will you wear my armor and carry some of my weaponry? Yeah, man. Look, if we're going to this tavern, I want to. I want to dress to the nines in some sort of character outfit. So yeah. Thank you. I would prefer a monk, so I could just use a little robe. And you it's have to very shave simple. Your head, though. But yeah, it's fine. You got to shave fine. your head bald and top. Totally okay, cool. we, we done it. There you go. Tiny Minotaur Tavern opening soon. If you're gonna go to a drag show, you've got to do it right. <laughs> 
it's Emily Explains It All, and today we learneth of drag shows. Have you guys been to a drag show recently at all? No. In your life. Yeah, I have. I've been to a drag show and a Butch Queen um, contest. Okay, very cool. Drag Queen kissed me because they thought I wasn't going to... You know, because they thought you well, were. We were, we were like, like oh, We were up front near the stage, and uh-huh. they they were dancing. I don't know how do we what are we supposed to call drag queens? She at yeah, the time, if right? They're, okay. If they're performers, typically right, they'll so go she, by she. She was all dancing. You know, they're dancing and performing, and one yeah. was coming up like they would sometimes to other people near the front, just to mess around or put like a bow around their neck and stuff. Yeah, and this one gave me a kiss because she, she didn't think I was going to go through with it, and I was like. Okay, I'm I was here with one of my flings. I was like, I'm going to show her that I'm not anti you I'm know, a kisser. You know, that's so funny that you say that. Sorry to go on this tangent because my ex, he uh, took a girl on a first date to Rocky Horror and he was like Rocky Virgin. You know, they make them do a bunch of stuff. And he had to kiss a guy on stage in front of <laughs> I didn't his, have to. his date. <laughs> and so, but I mean, he did it too, the same way. So I guess that's the, that's the way to make yourself impressive is boys, you got to... You gotta go kiss kiss people on the first date. Anyways, this just makes me think of like, what if it like a curb your your enthusiasm episode <laughs> and like they're like, yeah, Larry, kid, just kidding. And he's like gonna do it so he doesn't look like he's being uh, <laughs> homophobic. But, but, but they have a um, a cold sore. Oh and yeah, like, they have a cold sore. I don't yeah. know why. It made me think of. Anyways, uh, I've been going to a lot of drag shows recently, uh, just because. I mean, I've always been enjoyed I've racing always enjoyed. NASCAR and. Oh and, yes. So Sorry, no, the mm. different kind of drag. This is more like the RuPaul variant, where uh, this, yes, yes, where there are shows, performers, though, not that, voting people off, not yes, racing, yes, not racing. Mm. It's just uh, people are performing in like extravagant costumes, generally that are more like feminine towards mm. like women, and in a traditional sense, it's a lot of uh, men dressing up as women. And performing. Over the top makeup. Yeah, but it's not like that anymore. There's actually a lot of drag kings here in Austin. There's also drag queens who, uh, you know, were born female as well. So and, and it's just anybody. It's a big, yeah, and that's what it's I'm saying. It's just like, a performance. One of the first things uh, yeah. I attended in Austin was a uh, butch queen, which is where, uh, and I've been told I should enter this, is where you have a drag queen as your sponsor, and then yeah. they take, like, random dudes, uh-huh. and you're a butch queen, and they dress you up in oh, drag. Oh, yeah, have so and much then fun you, yeah, Oh, I know. Oh, I would, yeah, um, baby. Yeah, it's, it's, it's also a big thing. community. One of the most famous uh, performers, uh, Louisiana Purchase, mm-hmm. is uh, is mm-hmm. right here in Austin. Yep, Louisiana Purchase. I've, I've seen her perform before, too. But uh, And, I mean, the thing is not to... I don't want to talk po- politics, necessarily, but there's a lot of things happening right now where drag queens unfortunately are being uh, kind of put in a very tough situation with other people who don't agree with their opinions and are showing up and threatening performers. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware of this, but that's something that you could do on your own time and your own research. They're part of our history yeah. for a long time. Even they have. dating almost dating back to like the Shakespearean days. I mean definitely Britain. dating back to the well, Shakespearean men, uh, days. Were men sure. were on stage. Yeah. No, yeah. And and so now, it's, this is it's a different form. Very sad because, you know, we're in Austin. I say keep Austin weird. So we're kind of in our own little bubble. And personally when I have gone to all of my favorite gay clubs in the community, I have not seen that uh, firsthand, but that's just because we're in our own little bubble. I have friends that live in Dallas who, you know, 
they will show up and people will bring guns and just I mean, right up in Cedar Park and Leander, there was the massive issue with uh, drag uh, the the story. It's more it's more important than ever to support those people in the community. They're super, super uh, amazing. They provide some great entertainment and art. So I'm going to tell you some of the ways that you should, you know, properly uh, go about supporting them and also drag show etiquette because if drag you show etiquette. go to a drag show and you've never been to one before there are some things that you should never do and I will tell you that coming up it's Emily explains it all and today Emily is explaining drag show etiquette as you said there's some things you should never do yes. Emily quick ever question do. quick sure. question before we start uh, is this like a wedding where you don't show up to a drag show obviously dressed and drag yourself no, 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 no. That's totally fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of these, a lot of drag shows, by the way, not the cars. I'm not talking about the cars. I'm talking about the ones that are at like Cheer Up Charlie's, Oil Can Harry's, you know, everywhere around here. Um, Coconut Club also does one on Saturdays for brunch. Very fun. But uh, no. Extra gram, you can actually uh, get a extra gram, which is like a telegram or a postgram. Yeah. And, and, nice. Yeah, yeah. That. Pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> um, but you can show up in drag. A lot of the places yeah. that support these uh, drag shows are normally, you know, gay clubs. So, I mean, why not? You can do whatever, well, basically, as long take, as you're fine. Take and, well, yeah, yeah, take as long as you're away. not intentionally yeah. like, like if you sit in the middle of the the floor and start performing right, while yeah. somebody else is performing, that's rude. <laughs> but, but um, I've been going to drag shows for my entire adult life. As soon as I was eighteen, I started going. Um, I mean, of course, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race, even though RuPaul is. He's a little bit of a interesting person. Yeah, a little um, more like a. But, there are a couple of things that I've noticed recently now that drag has become a lot more relevant um, in just the, I guess, like the straight spaces. Like there's a lot of people who have never been around drag queens before or have never gone to shows that started Other than watching. seeing Tom Hanks on television. <laughs> That's a very old. old okay. Thing. Yeah. Um, or watching RuPaul's Drag Race. And so they're like, oh, I want to go support the performers, which is awesome. I'm glad you're doing that. But let's start talking about the one group that I just can't stand. Okay. Bachelorette parties. Oh, yeah. That go to drag shows. Same, same as uh, bachelorette parties at comedy shows. Yep. It's all about them. It's, it's all about yeah. them. And Can you make a joke about our girl? It's her uh, birthday. Or, uh, sometimes birthday people are like that, but bachelorette people. Bachelorette people are the worst. She's getting married. Like, yeah. Shut up. Oh, my God. Bring her on stage. You're not the first person to get married. It really isn't. And the last show that I went to, I was at Cheer Up Charlie's. I was watching um, Anitra, who is just like a touring drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. And they were just, there was like a bachelorette party up front. And they were just so obnoxious. They were so loud. To the point where at the end, they all ended up having to leave because they were too drunk. And the drag queen started making jokes about, oh, look, the bachelorette party's left finally um, on stage because that's how embarrassing they were. Some of the stuff that they were doing, and you could be a bachelorette party and go to a drag show. That's not what I'm saying. But it's not about you, and it's kind of a weird, I don't know, you you have to still do the typical drag show stuff, including tipping. Um, anytime you go to okay, a drag show, 
Really? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I'm telling you Is there like that. a tip bucket? No. I mean, I, you see that with like bands. No. When you Can go, you Venmo them? Because I don't often have cash. Some of them take Venmo, but if you want the true drag experience, you need to bring tips. So bring dollar bills, bring $5, bring 20s, bring hundreds. Like Who if cares? you're going to a strip club. Basically. Okay. And what you do is you walk up on, you walk up close to the stage and you hand, you open your hand. No, not open your hand. You hold your hand up in the air yes. with the money and you wait for them to come to you. They'll kind of tease you a little bit and then they'll <laughs> they'll like mess with you and then grab it and it like put like, it in their bra or something. Sounds like you're trying to feed a deer. Wait yeah, for them to come to you. <laughs> it, kind of, it, it totally is. And then if you aren't originally somebody that was standing in the front, then you go back to where your original spot was. So it's kind of normal when you're at a drag show for people to push to the front to tip. Because as long as they turn around and go back to their spot, it's fine. It's just they want to give the performers money, and it's a fun interaction between you and the performer. And one of the things that this bachelorette party was doing that just made me so mad is they were holding their hands up and pretending like they had money, but they were just drunk. So the drag queens would walk over to them and kind of like start performing in front of them, doing little bits, and then would notice that they have nothing in their hand. And I'm like, that's like teasing somebody. That's like if you if you got like a bone and like, you know, whenever you have a dog and you like throw the bone out, but you don't actually throw it. and The dog like runs out to the park. That's what it feels like, except for a million times worse, because these people are using, you know, drag. Leave leave the tease into the drag queen. Yeah, like (laughs) this is how drag queens make their money. So don't don't tease them. Um, Another tip. Don't bring your children. I'm just kidding. That's that's the whole. I mean, some, it's, that, that's some the whole groomer fight age, thing. Yeah, some of them are all ages, right? So some of them are. Some of them are a bit more spicy, if you will. Yeah, I think some that's of the them one I went to. Definitely are all ages. Um, but the other thing is like. Don't touch the performers. That was another thing I was noticing that this bachelorette party was doing is Uh, a performer would be standing right in front of them and they would just reach out and try to put a dollar in their like fake boobs. And I'm like, I get it. You you think this is a strip club? It's not. Same this is well, a performance. Strip clubs don't touch the no. don't touch the dancers. You're not supposed yeah. to. Unless you ask them if you're getting a private dance. If you ask them if it's okay if you put your hands on their hips. Exactly. And then, well, and then yeah. you can. They usually help you with some yeah. physical guiding. Yeah. Exactly. And then sometimes they'll let you roam a little bit. So. And I mean, there was a queen at one point that day that took that asked a guy to come up on stage with her, and she like got on top of him and started like performing and like giving him like a little <laughs> lap dance, and that was fun. But that was a consensual thing so i don't know i want to take you guys to a drag show i think you would love it it's so much fun it sounds like if uh, we'd love it if there's not a bachelorette party that's there. true yeah. that's uh, true yeah, they, that sounds like every event it should be, that is <laughs> that every should event. be the simply explains it all is just how bachelorette parties ruin everything it's true and if i, I mean, see co- comedians hate them yeah. they're so bad yeah and and i keep seeing oh my God, I saw a bachelorette bus downtown for the first time. One of those where the bus is open on top and they sit on top of the bus and dance around and they play loud music. And I saw that and I almost turned around and went home because I was like, uh uh-uh, anywhere here that has a bachelorette bus near it, I don't want to be I don't want to be I don't I don't want to be at a bar anywhere where I see one of those free shots for she's getting married. At least the bus is moving away from you, right? Hopefully it's It's not going to the same place. And if it does, then yeah, yeah, definitely don't go there. I think it was like 
a Saturday morning at like 11 a.m. too. You gotta start early. <laughs> These people are crazy, but everybody, let's respect drag queens. They're awesome. We're getting jacked for the new Jackbox. And now it's time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that I'm a nerd. And this is uh, so much fun. I think uh, my old roommate and Spencer introduced me to Jackbox. We played some at my house with Spinny. Uh, Jackbox TV. So fun. It is a community quiz game. You download an app on your phone. You pull it up on your PS4, PS5. It's on the TV, and everyone plays together but uses your phone to give the answers. It is a great thing to do as a central activity at a party. It is so much fun. It is so much fun, and you could use it for anything. I know streamers on Twitch, they can stream... Uh, Jackbox and have their viewers play Jackbox from right. wherever else they are in the world. you can sort of play as an you audience member. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can vote on people's answers and, th- and stuff like that or whatever uh, they're doing. For a little date night, my, my fiance and I, just two of us, there are games for two people. We Is played, really? We just wow. played with each other and it was awesome. If you if you like Mario Party, it's not the same as Mario Party, but it's yeah. similar. It's fair. It's actually fair. Yeah, it is Mario Party. I hate Mario fair. Party. But I used to is, love it, but it's so bad. It has a game you're trying to win and a bunch of sub games in between so yes. it, it is it is a blast but there's some new ones Emily yes uh, so Jackbox they have a bunch of different party packs that they've come out with over the years and they just announced Jackbox Party Pack 10. Wow. Uh, it's going to be a new pack of five games and it's set to launch, launch in fall. Um, doesn't really say much about what the games will be per se but I know that Sneaky in the past secrets. like they have shown um Kind of the same types of games. Like, there's at least one or two games that are carried on from a previous Yeah, pack. they're usually, like, considered a sequel that have slightly updated rules. And there's still the fun game that you've been playing. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of them, but I can't, so please. Uh, I mean, Quiplash. Quiplash, Quiplash is one that's it's always in the other ones. Yeah. One of my... What are your favorite Jackpot games? Quiplash I'm really good at, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm convincing when it comes to lying about the definitions of words. Yeah. Uh, that's I about like the it. drawing ones. Those are the fun. The drawing ones are I'm always re- fun. I love TKO. TKO is fun. Quip- is Quiplash the is the one, though, I think you're thinking of a different one. Quiplash is the one uh, where there's a prompt, Never and mind. then you have to write in like the prompt, so it'll that's be correct. like a hit song from... Uh, the Broadway musical show Fart the Musical, and then you have to write yeah, yeah, two, yeah. and then so like in this so, example, it says crop dust my heart, right, or smells like love, and I the still two love compete. That one. You're right, and you vote. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not everyone that we I play with is good at that in varying degrees. It just I feel like everyone gets to win at some point. Yeah, there is a part in the night I feel like when you play Jackbox where everybody just says dirty things. Yeah, absolutely. After a while, yes, it as just you gets should. dirtier and dirtier and dirtier. You're trying to vote and make everyone laugh, essentially, on most of these value. games. Yeah. Yeah. It, it very yeah. much does. So really, you're just playing with your friends and trying to get everyone to have a good time. And these games are sort of little interfaces you get to do it through. Also, you want to win. I think the trivia one's kind of fun, where it's like a horror game trivia. Oh, that's oh, fun. Yeah, that that's also just yeah. trivia. Um, but it's fun because you your character can die and you're no longer playing anymore. Yeah. Uh, but you can also still play when you're influencing other people and to some degree. I forget. But, yeah, there's a handful of at least amazing games, and the rest are usually still fun to play with your friends. Like, Yeah. There's one called Talking Points that's on Jackbox 7. I don't know if you've played that one, but probably. we're all pretty 
extroverted-ish people, or at least we're just we're comfortable with talking. I know, I know you rolled your eyes, but I'm um, introverted. We're, we're comfortable sure. with talking about random subjects, and I suggest that you play this one mm-hmm. because what you do is um, you are given a presentation. It's like when you're in college and you have to make a presentation, right? So you stand up at the party. And there's another person that's controlling the slides for you. So you'll pick the topic. I'll nice. be like, okay. This the is topic- hilarious. Good improv exercise, yeah, too. It yeah. is. It is. So it'll be like, the topic is all of the times my grandma has told me she's loved me. And then uh, the second person is responsible for picking the photo that will be on the slide. Oh, yeah. I think I have played. That's and funny. also, I think a little caption that'll uh-huh. go on the slide. <laughs> and they'll just decorate the slides for you. But you, as the, the performer, has no idea what the slide cool. until they show up until yeah, they show yeah, it yeah, and then yeah. you have to continue and then That's everybody great. votes on who made the there's best also performance like there's like a stand-up comedy one we did one night at your place cj with all of us and uh, that one's okay but we made it really fun just because of the stupid stuff i mean yeah, actually yeah. it's pretty good because it'll give you like sort of a prompt and then like it changes later and you're supposed to fill in a blank to like a, a joke premise and try to obviously get people to laugh and yeah. vote on your stuff. So I'm looking right now on the website for Jackbox for anybody that's interested in buying mm. the games. They're usually about 30, 35 bucks. Um, the standalone, ti- there's also standalone titles too, but it looks like the party packs are all on sale. Right on. Yeah. And I would suggest if you're going to buy it, my favorites are the Jackbox Party Pack 3, which has... Uh, faking it, TKO, murder, trivia party, nice, and then Jackbox Party Seven, uh, and those are those are just my personal favorites. But it looks like they're all on sale, fourteen ninety nine, seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, that's like the newest one is on sale for twenty ninety nine, so it's like nine dollars oh. off. But I'm excited for Jackbox Party Pack. If you're 10. hosting a get together, game night sort of thing, Jackbox is one of the easiest yeah. thing to do. It's so easy, mm-hmm. easier than the cards and all that. Yeah, you don't need anything. That's you amazing. just need your phones. Technology's great. Dude, I haven't met. They're spying on you, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It's the CJ Morgan Show. Is it just me, or did everyone get a partner on Valentine's Day? You mean new couples, people starting new? I don't really. No, I just feel like all of the people that I follow on social media were posting their significant others for the first time on Valentine's Day. Like they chose that day. Were they Austin people? Yes. All right. Maybe there's this whole backlash again. It comes every few years against the Peter Pans in Austin. So maybe they were being forced to, maybe they had that DTR or passed or they were being forced to be like, why don't you share a picture of me? Maybe. I don't know. Or it was just, you know. Tell me more about this uh, striking phenomenon. Were it mostly guy friends or girlfriends or just both? Both. Okay. Both. And there there was a lot of people that I saw on my feed where I thought, oh my gosh, wait, you're dating somebody? I had no idea. Some of them, I was like, wait, you're dating somebody? Mm, You were sliding in my DMs like two weeks ago, but you know what? That's not my problem. Um, Not anymore. Not anymore. You're not my problem. But specifically, I just think it's Valentine's Day is kind of a lame day to hard launch your boyfriend. Do do I need to define hard launch for you? Yes. I would imagine yeah, hard launch talking. means we're coupled up and not just flinging or seeing each other. So you know? You're letting everyone know you're making it Facebook official. Yes. And then you type a caption, you're like, this is my bubby. So I personally boobie. am currently in the soft launch phase sure. of, of my relationship that I am seeing currently thing, whatever. See, even that was like a little soft Does that make you scared defining it like that too? It does. Um, <laughs> we don't have to get into that part of it yet. Um, sure. But 
So, like, a little soft launch would be you take a photo at dinner and maybe you see on the other end of a table that there is some anonymous man sitting at dinner with them. So you're like, oh, that's a soft launch. You could obviously tell they're out to dinner with somebody. Or, like, you know, you take a selfie and somebody's hand is on your shoulder and they're like, oh, that's a soft launch because you could tell that they're with somebody, but you don't know who. And everybody was hard launching yesterday. So it was full on... Let me take a picture of my girlfriend and let me write this giant paragraph about how much I care about her and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, where have you gotten these people from? Um, and I think, I don't know, Valentine's Day is not the day that you should be proposing to your significant other. No, in, no. In Saw a couple opinion. of those. It's cringe. It's cringe. So I also kind of think that that's a weird day to launch... Maybe not. Maybe I'm just a bah humbug about Maybe. the holiday. I don't, I don't know. know. To me, it feels like someone's forcing someone to do it. Yeah, sure. that was kind of my thing. Well, the- and when you see it in such great numbers as you apparently have, uh, yeah. it, I, I understand why it would raise some suspicion. That's what I'm you telling know? you. It goes with the societal twin that is coming, or, or trend that's coming in Austin right now to kick against Peter Pan's because women are be like, I'm tired of just dating. Yeah. I'm tired of a guy being like, I don't know what I want, but I like hanging out with you. And so they're making them do this. Because yep. then it marks yep. your territory when other people see that they get weirded out. My strategy, before I ever hard launched, I would do Microsoft launch. I would also have a very confusing network and ro- rotation of photos with different <laughs> women. Mm. Anyhow. Oh, my gosh. Hard launch would always be three months after the last time I hooked up with someone different. That way, there was no, that way no one knew there was crossover because ah. there's always crossover. I see. All right. And so once all those threads have been cut by three months, then you can hard launch and you're in the clear. I can see that. Actually, that's not a terrible CJ chip. And by then, you know, hey, this is obviously a person I want to be with. Yeah. There were two posts in particular that stood out to me. Uh, Polar opposites, but I find them funny and I want to share them with you. One of them uh, was this guy that I went to college with. He's like a he's a pretty funny guy. He's just one of those dudes where he's just naturally just funny. And. His It was a picture of him and I guess his girlfriend, never seen her before, but his caption was just like, turns out I'm not gay. And I found that <laughs> so funny. funny. I laughed out loud okay. when I read okay, that. And cute. I was like, oh, that's, yeah. Perfect. that is a good launch. And, and it's good content. And it's good content. <laughs> um, and then on the complete opposite side of that, this girl that I went to high school with who is incredibly sweet. She's one of the sweetest people ever. She's now... A elementary school teacher and she's one of those elementary school teachers that like calls her kids her friends um, but she is very religious um, and her boyfriend I guess who I had no idea about posted this super super long post about her saying how much he loved her how much he loves spending time with God and her together. You know, you know, like the Christian Whoa, posts. They're polyamorous. No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize God was up in there. And then at the end, he goes, I have had the best and most wonderful two months with you. Two months. And he's posting this saying how much he loves her and okay. that he's connecting with God and all those things. And oh, I know sure. that that's just on the on the Christian Yeah, timeline. that's also my rule. Don't, uh, you see too many people doing the, the hard launches, you say, or the DTR yeah. way too soon. And yeah. those people always do the same one. It's like, wait, you were just with this other dude three months ago. Yeah. It's eye-rolly. Also, it's, the, it's, it's these people that are clingy and jump from relationship uh, yeah. to relationship. And he said, I think you mm-hmm. need to go. Three to six months before you are Facebook official. Sure, I agree. Did I you have a conversation 
conversation with her before too, or is it this this almost seems a, like it was it could one have of been. those Instagram posts where it's a collaborative post. Okay, so it okay. posted on her account and his account, but he was the one that created no, it. It's weird. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. got really invested. I'm very aggressive <laughs> about was, other people's stuff online. No, I'm, the, okay. I'm, the, I'm the internet police. Yeah, and like it bugs I said, me. They, they're under the Christian timeline. So, you know, they're going to be married in, what, three months? Probably. Anyways. Um, and I'm happy know. for her. They look very happy. The picture was adorable Good. and yeah, cute. Yeah. But, again, I'm not ready to hard launch, personally. And make sure your, it's not gonna be make sure your stuff Day. is stable, it's good, yeah. and you are a relationship before you hard launch. Otherwise, you look like a weirdo. That's true. What's the term for people that always need someone else? That uh, uh, the thing? CJ Morgan. Codependency. Yeah. Codependency. Got a lot of that there. A lot of people jumping around like that. You want to make sure it's it's too legit to quit. Yeah. All right. I'm not ready to I'm not ready to publicly show people that I'm off the streets yet. I still like to have my radio listeners and, that don't actually listen to me but just you, follow me for thirst. You never know you want to get a little side piece. Some side pieces are cool if you piece. have other people, but most side pieces are not. So if you yeah. if you wanna if you wanna dance around a little bit. You you gotta you gotta keep the illusion of being single and free. I mean, okay? I don't want to lose my ego boosting men that still hit me up and ask if I want a sugar daddy. That's never gonna go away, Williams. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but even if are, I hard your, launch, your DMs are always gonna be filled with not a hard launch, but a hard L for losers. Loser. Austin City uh, Manager Spencer Kronk has been fired. Spencer, I'm very sorry that another spinny out there has lost his job. Look, man, we don't have a lot of us with good reputations. I'm getting tired of that, so I'm trying to set a great example. For all the Spencers in the world, yeah. three that we know of so far. Spencer, Spencer in San, San Antonio, Antonio, man. He's the one of the other ones, as far as uh, we know, keeping it real. You. Yes. And then Austin City Manager, former City Manager Spencer Kronk. There were rumors Oof. earlier in the week that he had been uh, offered to Resigned from his post or potentially be fired, and all but one of Austin City Council members uh, voted to fire him. Uh, he will still receive his year-long salary for Aww, another 12 months. That's great. Uh, plus six months of COBRA payments and other payouts. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, when you so, get f- fired, you, you immediately get to have all these benefits. It's amazing. You know, there's there's a lot of it people. It must that be they, nice being a normal, common person. If they lose their job, there's a little bit of help. And he, this help uh, for a year will total to 4000 400000 Sorry. Oh, great, 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 great. $463,000 if you'll, you know, think back to way, way long ago when there was a prolonged power outage from the city. Yes. Uh, many people were blaming the uh, the city manager. I guess the lack of communication was one of the only things perhaps sure. we, we could have know, uh, done a little better. Uh but Spencer Kronk is the uh, latest in a long line of dysfunctional members of the city. Have you ever had a friend that, like, dates someone and they're like, oh, man, I broke up with that bitch. She's crazy. Yeah. And then, like, a month later, dates and is like, I broke up with that bitch. She's crazy. And then that continues. Yeah. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you, City of Austin. I think so. I think uh, there have been many problems in our history, leading all, all the way back to the city council and the people of the 80s who didn't want Austin to become Houston. Or Dallas, although growth was inevitable, they plotted against it, and now we're stuck in this bad, weird infrastructure. Now you have a bunch of people essentially still trying to manage a tiny town in the 90s, in the 2000s, even before the dot-com boom and bust. 
uh, played with a lot of money because the city was growing, a lot of stuff was coming in, and they were just uh, in too deep. And I even think about that these days, that we are in too deep. Oh, yeah. And Stuck it's it just way too far in. Another problem that the city is having to face. So mm. if you are looking for a job, go be city manager. You can't do any worse than anyone else in the recent uh, history of city managers. If you recall, there have been many recent debacles. The mayor's couch which was like a $60,000-something couch for the mayor's office. Wow. Uh, the airport is a big issue coming because the city decided to claim eminent domain over the uh, privately run, or they contracted someone to run the new terminal, which is like the Aww. outdoor one. Even so, Austin likes big government. Yeah, city said, eminent domain, we're going to run this, uh, we'll be able to fight it and win. Turns out, no, they're going to have to play, pay hundreds of millions of dollars. Yay, uh, that's so, money we give to them. Comes out of the taxpayers, unfortunately. So happy today. Not to mention all the other issues we're having. I mean, uh, the short-term rentals are ruining old-school neighborhoods. Uh, Population continues to grow while the infrastructure is not. We're pushing long people, uh, residents that have lived in this town, Forever. We're, we're pushing them out of their homes to build condos and build more popular stuff. The gentrification's nasty. You can't afford to live here. The artists, the creatives, the musicians that we pride ourselves on, the servers yeah. and bartenders that give you your great meals and drinks, yeah. all being pushed out of the city. And now uh, we have, in my opinion, a mayor that has uh, uh, done a lot to make this pro-business, pro-tourist city oh, yeah. uh, turn into the nightmare it is today. I can't wait to be the new Dallas. I feel like we should go back to the old-timey days where we... Man, t- when I saw Stevie Ray play on top of a pallet oh, bar at the Armadillo. I'm thinking way farther back when, when we, we used to Waterloo? tar and feather our uh, political leaders that sort of screw us over. However, <laughs> that's very dangerous. Here's Yes. Uh, and Tarring here's, usually ended up in someone dying. Burning people. Yeah. And, and here's the deal. I don't think, uh, I think city, uh, former city council manager Spencer Cronk, uh, definitely a lot of issues with that dude, but I, I think he's just the latest fall guy. I think so. Uh, when we've had uh, continuous problems that uh, the the branch thing, this has come up before, and the problems with it are hiring the manpower, uh, getting the, the facilities, the, the people to go and actually do the maintenance, and then there's uh, people are fighting back in certain neighborhoods because uh, they didn't want the maintenance done. They didn't want their mm. trees cut. So there's just a whole big old stinky mess. Yeah, it's far and more we, complex is what you're saying. And, yeah. and the city uh, the city is way understaffed right now. We cannot hire people in multiple areas to work here in our fair fine city. And it is just, uh, it's sad. But the good thing, uh, the good thing is out of all this, we're still here. Yeah. There's one good thing about Austin. It's this radio show. That's right. That has existed for less than a year. I love you. Did you know? Here we are in a fact-finding mission, my friends. The educational segment. Uh, we legally have to do this, I think, right? Like, to keep our radio license, we have to like be of the public service. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know what I hate is when you go to get your radio license every year and yeah. like you're blinking when they take the picture or whatever. Hey, yeah, uh. then they don't let you do like a fun one or anything like that. And you're like, sorry, that's your radio license. Like, but that looks horrible. You ever speeding and the cops pull you over and you show them your radio license and they go, oh, I didn't realize you were a radio star. Yeah. And then not only do they let you go, but they give you a balloon and candy. Yeah. And uh, you're, by the so. way, you're in your car. The dealership's letting you borrow. That's right. Everybody loves Rick. God, that's awesome. It's a great job. Uh, Speaking of getting in a nice car for a rich person, uh, did you know Pretty Woman was originally going to be called 3,000, named after the amount of men she had slept with? 
Um, no, that's not true. Uh, it was going to be named 3000 after the amount of money the prostitute charged. And I do believe, did you know, the movie was going to end with Richard Gere throwing her out of the car and throwing a pile of money at her. It was going to be gonna be sadder. It was the original ending. People didn't like it, so they changed it to be a happy ending where they As fall they do in with love. movies, they do test uh, screeners and things like that. The did, movie will be completely done. Did you know? I don't know if you remember this movie, but Thelma and Louise? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's 30 years old now at this point, but that movie's about uh, women who are, you know, fighting the system. And uh, famously, in the original ending, they kind of go off a cliff and they land on a lower piece of road and they take off riding into the sunset and the audience was furious. So they change it to where they drive off the cliff and die. Yay. Sorry to spoil a 30-year-old movie, everybody. Uh, My apologies. My bad. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, did you know... Real did you know this time. Uh, If you want to be original and unique, get a tattoo. Unless you're a millennial. Millennials have 40% of all millennials have tattoos. Damn it. They copied me. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Sure. I know, dude. I waited till I was like, wait, well, no, I didn't. I waited till the day I was 18. But then I waited till I was older to cover up all my crappy tattoos I got when I was 18. Yeah. My, My wife did some of that for the ones that she waited until she was 15 to get. Oh, uh, yeah, it's like her Dave Matthews band one. Oh, God, let's not talk about <laughs> it on air, please. Uh, have y'all ever watched uh, daytime TV, specifically court court stuff, sh- judge shows? Uh, oh, yeah. You've yeah. been my favorite TV? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Have you ever been at home sick? Yeah. Yes. They're the yes. best, man. God, I love that. They I advertise love that kind of for like companies like, are you an adult that needs a diaper? <laughs> like, it's very different advertising. Or, hey, you, get up off the couch. And I go love to- that one where the guy, <laughs> get up off the sofa. Let's do something with our lives. Or yeah. like universities, online universities. It's clearly for people that are at home during the day. <laughs> well, very different advertising audience. Give day- us one. Daytime, uh, daytime TV's, I would say, most popular, arguably, judge, Miss Judge Judy. Was a real judge in... Oh, sorry. <laughs> what am I saying? Did you know? Did you know Judge Judy was a real judge in New York Criminal and Family Court from 1982 to 96? She had the same personality and style as she does on TV. She got her show after a 60 Minutes did a feature on her in 1993. And they're like, oh, this coarse old hag would be great at being mean to dumb people no, on... Uh... No, no, And then every judge show afterwards started copying it. Did you know? Yeah. Um, for a brief time after Judge Wapner left the People's Court, Judge Judith Shineland's husband actually was uh, briefly, for I think one season, was the judge uh, there. Man, Thought you'd enjoy that. There. Thank you. It was Judge Joe, Joe Brown. Judge Millian. Yeah. God, there were so many. Uh, there are Ed, still so many. Didn't Ed Koch? Koch? Coach? I don't know. The uh, ex-mayor of New York, I think, was on People's Court for a while. Yeah. Judge Reinhold? He was great. great. Uh, what's really great of these judge shows is these people often come out of like their cast, um, and sometimes it's kind of real, sometimes it's not. But oh yeah, uh, we actually I have a friend of a friend who was on the show <laughs> on Judge Judy, and they, I don't know if they win or not or whatever. But they, guys, judge shows are real and wrestling no, is real. Don't, don't do this to I'm me. I'm saying they're real, but they. Oh yeah, there's a varying. You you audition to have your case put in. Like sometimes it's actors, but it's, well, it's right. sometimes. Always, they got reached out to by some producers, I think, so yeah, it's a combination. Yeah. Sorry, it, go ahead. It's always awesome when you see uh, uh, what you kind of see surfacing occasionally, especially since the days of the YouTube, are um, old like comedians or actors yes. when they were young living in L.A., right. and you see them on either old game shows or you see them on old judge shows, and it's, uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> there was one, I can't even think who this person is, but they were doing a... 
They did some long-running prank thing, and that even ended up on a on a judge show. Damn it, what was it? Point being, I love information where they're like, there was this guy who did this thing. I don't yeah. remember any of it, but it happened. It did. It's the best. One of the good old playground stories. Eight things on average every American does. You're not going to believe number seven. It's going to be good. How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? That thing's still around. How do other people make money on the internet? We'd have to put something up on the internet that everyone would find fascinating. Wait, I've got it. Computer load up celery man, please. Yes. It's Clickbait Corner, and yeah, according to BuzzFeed, we have a list of eight things an average American does. Uh, This is based on a survey, so let's see if we do these things on average. The average American, that's us, eats 46 slices of pizza a year. That's only about four slices a month, but 75% said they eat less pizza than that. Uh, Spencer, I think we did a Did You Know last week or a week before where we said Mm -hmm. the amount of pounds of pizza that... It's, it's consumed by humans in the United and States. By individual like humans. So and it was, it was, it was nuts. a ton. And I think they talked about how much money is spent each year overall. It was insane, man. I can't believe we so I feel like I feel like I feel like it was maybe close to forty pounds each individual might eat. It was, Whoa, it was really? a good yeah, and, and they're not wrong. I eat that much, you know, half a year. Now that I've uh, six months. I've slowly gone away from stuffed crust and thick crust pizzas. The, the poundage is dropping a little bit, but I think I'm making up for it in wings. Oh, um, yeah, and breadsticks will get me, too. Speaking of pounds, we eat 12.7 pounds of ice cream. That's about a pint a month. 91% said they do less than that, so they're lying. But Yeah, uh, I definitely I, do less. I do. I do less, but I like ice cream a lot. I, I just do never, too. I never find, like, a reason to get it for some reason. It's either cold yeah. outside, and I'm like, eh. Or I'm just like, I don't know, man. I have all these other sweets at home. <laughs> and I'm like, I, yeah. I feel guilty about adding ice cream on I top of it. I will try not to buy it because then I'll eat it. But there Same. are times mm-hmm. where like my fiance and I are both like, oh, I want ice cream. I'm like, oh, yeah. go get some for us. But I try not to have it in the house for that very reason well, dude, that if I, I will, do, yeah, I'll, eat I'll it kill all. it. I live alone. I can't stop. <laughs> a lot of the time. And I'm just going to sit there and pick out. That's uh, the same way for me. The average American reads 12 to 13 books a year. Thank God. Um, Thank just, God, because that's an average amount. It means, that means there's more people reading more, and of course, people like us who don't read at all. Well, yeah, oh, my fiance says <laughs> my fiance says I don't read books, and I'm like, no, I I read about a book a week, and she's listen like, no, them. you don't. And I'm like, yeah, but I listen to. See, them. I love that me and you are on team audiobook because I don't have time to sit down and just read a book, but I still like would like I want to be a part of the story, you yeah. know. So I think that audiobooks, if you're paying attention, and yeah. if you can go yeah. back and take a quiz on what the book is about, you read the book. Well, not just that, Teeth. but like that I will, is my opinion, especially with history books where there are like little rabbit holes of details. I will stop right where I'm at, or later on that night, I'll pull up a Wikipedia and read more about it. So I'm yeah. learning. Like I do absorb both ways. I probably absorb more knowledge reading, but I, like I, reading. I don't have the time. To read a sixteen-hour goddamn book. Me neither. But, but I do have, have time the time to listen. It's the to same listen. thing. It, yes, <laughs> I have time to listen to it because then yeah. I can do I can do mindless chores like laundry, yes. cleaning the house. It takes Agreed. nothing to do that. But yeah. if you're reading a book, especially, and again, I I do like I do like fiction and stuff like that. But most of what I listen to and read uh, are nonfiction, and that shit reading it is boring. It's heavy. It takes a lot. And it's just easier to, I don't get the people that like, you didn't read a book, it doesn't count. F you, it does count. Also, it's cheaper to just use my 
fiance's Audible subscription. Yeah, yeah. She did tell me. She's like, hey, those credits cost like 20 bucks each. I'm like, what? I'm like, then why do you pay for Audible? They don't cost $20. Wait, do you, do you use the one free credit a month? Yeah. Okay, then no. It's like it's like 10 bucks a month, but then if you add additional credits. I do that too. Then you're paying like $20. And it like goes $20. to her card, and yeah. then she's always like, hey, you use my credits. Yeah, and I'm you, like, you well, you're not, you. yeah, you're yeah. not using them. Anyhow, I think there is a dialogue to be like the reading is a little bit better because you have he's forcing you to come up with a bunch of stuff. But I do think that you can be non-passive like you guys do when you do audiobooks. And I, it's, it's still just as good to get the information. Sure, and I, I, I approve. I would rather people listen to them than not do anything at I, all with literature. I agree, and I will say when it comes to fictional uh, literature. There is your imagination paints a better picture. You make up the voices in your head. Yeah. Sometimes the authors will tell how they if they have a southern twang. So reading it I does so. spark the imagination more. Um, Look, but, we're all in agreement here. <laughs> yeah, reading is but the better way, but I can't read in traffic, so that's why I yeah. listen. Yeah. Good, good. Um, but don't listen to audiobooks. Listen to the radio, please. The average person only gets two pieces of actual mail a month, not counting bills, junk mail, and packages. I don't even know if two pieces of mail. Who writes letters anymore? No, I definitely get less unless it's, I don't know, uh, baby shower season or wedding season. Wedding season My or... mom sends me uh, holiday cards in the mail, so oh. like Halloween or Valentine's. My grandma texts me. She's 92, Thanks, and she Granny. texts me. She oh, doesn't God. even send me mail anymore. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. Uh, it's like audiobooks. It takes more time. We spend 51 <laughs> minutes per day driving. Thankfully, I don't because I live right by the radio station. Damn, I spend about 30-ish, I guess, yeah. Do you really? In traffic? Well, Just... with traffic, it's more. But I live about 12 to 15 away, depending on traffic. Damn, that's So 30 so a day. Yeah. I'm like... It's not a big deal. Yeah. Honestly, most... I guess that's me, too. I Like 10 to 12 mm-hmm. a day. Yeah, honestly, the mo- the longest part is the highway, depending on... Well, actually, no, it's not the highway. It's getting to the highway. It's all the stoplights Getting into the highway and then getting through the neighborhood. I think normally yeah. it's supposed to take eight minutes without any sort of uh, interference. Man, so. when Chewy and I lived at the radio station house right behind here, just we could yeah. walk to work. Right. It took three minutes to walk. Yeah. That's insane. I know, dude. I would hate to be that close to work, though. Same. I need my sanctuary. Uh, yeah, I got opinions on both. Uh 51 minutes uh, driving. That's uh, That was that number there for the things we do on average. Uh, $438 spent on groceries each month. Maybe, maybe. A little. Probably we've, we've more. Been, we've been spending a lot on... <laughs> Again, this is on, the average, right? So, on delivery. So single people spend less, and then there's a lot of families factored in, I'm assuming. Uh, we use the bathroom an average of seven times a day. Hell yeah. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> use it less, Look, unfortunately. Man. I'm a bad peer. Yeah, you just save it all up for like one trip each day. Hey, Emily, <laughs> you're of. smart on things sometimes. Am I? <laughs> is there something wrong with me? My skin's dry. Mm-hmm. My eyes are getting like all dry. My nails are growing faster than they usually do, and they chip and break. And then uh, I have to pee a whole lot. Yeah. I'm peeing way more than I ever had. I right. all, You're probably I spend, drinking more water. You used to spend a lot of time drinking alcohol. I mean, obviously, I guess maybe you'd still pee. But what about my amount. skin? Was it dry and maybe, bad? Why yeah. are my nails chipping? You, you might need, need more to, oils. You need to go, yeah, drink some more water. Get drink some, some more motor oil. oils. Got it. Say yeah. one, maybe just a little salmon every week. Or those Last mega but not oils. least, we uh, consume 1,500 hours of TV a year. That's four hours a day. 
No. No, that's I, a lot I, for me. I don't even have four hours in my day to do I would do argue anything. four hours a week for me, and that's, that's probably in one sitting. That's just yeah. TV, though. It's not screen time where you're looking at your phone. <laughs> the screen time would be insane. Yeah, yeah exactly. We can't even calculate that. Yeah, screen time would be a lot more for that. me. <laughs> Elon says he's a quitter. <laughs> Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird? Is it wired? It's the segment where we determine thus with Matt Beard. Uh, one of Austin's more colorful billionaires, Elon Rogan, uh, said this very day, this morning earlier, he is stepping down as the CEO of Twitter. Yeah, he's got everything he wanted. He made sure that you see his tweets first, um, <laughs> that they are not going to be shadow banned. How many and times blah, do blah, I have blah. to ask Twitter to stop seeing those tweets, by the way? I mute him all the time. Yeah. Um, well, he was at the 2023 World Government Summit in Dubai uh, this morning, and they asked him, hey, we know you put up a poll. You said you were going to step down. What's going on? And he said, I am actually stepping down. I am quitting. Pause. As soon as the organization is stabilized, I want to also make sure it's in a financially healthy place, and I want to make that the, make sure that the pro- product roadmap is clearly laid out. Oh, so he's never stepping down. Yeah, he there said he said he thinks maybe at the end of the year he'll revisit stepping down, mm. <laughs> which I thought was a weird way to go about it. Um, Why would you make this announcement? Uh, hmm. Did I get you excited and then sad? No, but it's like this. It's a, it's a pointless statement to make. I don't understand. Yeah, it, it is weird. But, you know, and I know a lot of people roll their eyes and they say, who cares? Nobody even is on Twitter. Twitter's stupid or whatever. Twitter's great. I love Twitter. It's where I enjoy getting information from the favorite sports writers, yeah. news personality. It is the best place, in my opinion, to get that sort of information. It is where the world's journalists are convened every day. It's yeah. their McDonald's, if you will, and they're all chatting. And so it does set a whole lot of the tone for what we're all talking about. But more importantly, like in the freeze a couple of two weeks ago, whatever, it wasn't the greatest way to communicate. But the only uh, stuff that was being put out there My by neighborhood's the out. city I'm was you and blah, blah, blah. What well, about you? It oh, was I'm being a- put out via Twitter, and yes. then journalists were finding that, and then they were disseminating the information further. So it is an important source yes. of information. Absolutely. Um, and it has gone a little kooky and crazy. I know that the way that I used, um, the app I used to even be able to read Twitter uh, was booted off of Twitter. Echo phone? No, I used something called TweetBot, which was okay. incredible. It was great because I could manage uh, stuff for personal, for this show, for the other show I'm on, for some comedy shows that I run, all from one place. Can't do that anymore. Remind mm. me to talk to you about you managing stuff for this show. I don't do anything on this show anymore. Well, here's the deal. We had a Just Matt and CJ Facebook page, and I remember before you've talked about uh, curating a page for certain stuff of dumb content, and then every time I log into the now just Matt and CJ, but now the CJ Morgan Show Facebook page, it's like Breitbart and all this other crap. And it's like, how is this showing up in my feed? And then I remember how you used to talk, how you would experiment with. No, that I can tell you. And now we're off to a different to- topic. But I also, I do operate the Facebook for my other show. And if you have a page that's not signed up for a lot of stuff, for some reason, what they feed you is a lot of kind of some, uh, I would say, very Polarizing sites. Yeah. Oh, like, no, the, the, the other one I have it's just shows me uh-huh. just shows me stuff all day yeah. about how um, 
the that everybody who went to January 6th is kind of a hero. Because you're it, more likely to engage I with it. I block it, it all. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. but I think it's because you maybe you're more likely to engage with it. Now, yeah. I don't know why you decided to get us off topic. Because I thought you were being, being sneaks. Um, I would do that to your personal page just to drive you crazy <laughs> because I hate you. And now that you've said that, mm, good idea. No, I'm going to no, get your old login and I'm going to drive you nuts. Grandma's Funnies is what drives me nuts now. <sighs> that's, that's my God. project. Those anyway. are all owned in Egypt or the Philippines or Thailand. And you're just giving them all your info. Go ahead. Back to Twitter. I'm just going to say, you know, I usually tag Weirder Wire. This is some weird info. I don't really quite get it. It's a. I think he just likes me. I, I think he realizes. I think he's bored. He's got a lot of money. He's bored. He's like, this he is fun attention. to do with the people. The C.J. Morgan Show, where your opinions are welcome. Kind of. Text us anytime. 512-835-1015. <laughs>